This is Father Kevin Hale with a homily for Holy Thursday, the 9th of April. On his first Holy Thursday as Pope in 1979, Saint Pope John Paul II wrote a beautiful letter to all the bishops and priests of the Catholic Church. And there's one particularly moving paragraph where he addresses us priests and tells us never to doubt our vocation, and it seems particularly relevant to quote it on this Holy Thursday. Dear brothers, you who have borne the burden of the day in the heat, and perhaps even more those of you who doubt the meaning of your vocation or of the value of your service, think of the places where people anxiously await a priest. And he goes on to speak about those places in the world where persecution has left no priests and where people go to an abandoned church or a cemetery where a priest is buried and they may place a stole on the altar or on the tombstone and recite all the prayers of the Mass. And then, at the moment that corresponds to the transubstantiation, a deep silence comes down upon them, a silence sometimes broken by a sob, So ardently do they desire to hear the words that only the lips of a priest can efficaciously utter. So much do they desire Eucharistic communion in which they can share only through the ministry of a priest, just as they also eagerly wait to hear the divine words of pardon, I absolve you from your sins. So deeply do they feel the absence of a priest among them. Such places are not lacking in the world. So if one of you doubts the meaning of his priesthood, if he thinks it is socially fruitless or useless, reflect on this. This evening's Mass fills us with a particular emotion for priests and faithful alike, because it brings to life vividly the two mysteries which are so central to the lives of faithful Catholics, the institution of the Holy Eucharist, and the other sacrament by which the Eucharist is made possible, the sacred priesthood of Jesus Christ. Both are a gift and a mystery. In 36 years as a priest, I've never had to celebrate Holy Thursday, indeed the entire Holy Week, in an empty church, conscious of how the people are missing the priesthood. The church is empty, but at the same time, knowing there is this participation in perhaps a more intense way than ever. This is because the thirst for the Mass and the Blessed Sacrament are being deepened during these days of lockdown, and the sense of the family of the church and the parish is stronger than ever. I may well yet make an album of the countless messages I've received over the last two weeks, which would serve as a testimony of both the loving concern of so many faithful Catholics, and as an indication of how much the faith means. I've had some very moving conversations with many of you who are feeling bereft of the Mass and the sacraments at this time, all of which I hope and pray ogres well for the future, for a stronger, more vibrant expression of our faith. We have been quite rightly applauding the efforts of those in healthcare, those key workers in our community, who have been keeping us alive and well. And I would like to recall this evening the gratitude we owe to priests in the same way. We know that what is invisible 
is real and often more powerful than what is visible. The work and ministry of priests falls into this category because we deal with what is real but unseen, with the invisible world that permeates our world and our lives at the most crucial points. I'm thinking this evening of all those priests, over 50 in Italy alone, who have died from the COVID-19 virus as a result of ministering to the faithful. And in our own diocese, those priests who have volunteered to serve as chaplains to the sick and dying in the Nightingale Hospital in Docklands. God give them courage and keep them safe. I no longer call you servants, but friends. The core of the priesthood, as of all discipleship, is being friends of Jesus Christ. It is in the Mass that this friendship is expressed, lived intimately and consummated. The Mass invites us to discern what in ourselves is obedient to the Spirit of God and what in ourselves is attuned to the spirit of the evil one. It is the Mass that makes us desire to belong only to Christ and so that we may take up with gratitude the sentiment of the psalmist. How can I repay the Lord for his goodness to me? Indeed, how can we give thanks to the Lord for the life that he has given us? The answer to the psalmist's question is found in the psalm itself, since the word of God responds graciously to its own questions. How else could we render thanks to the Lord for all his goodness to us, if not by attending to his own words? I will raise the chalice of salvation. I will call on the name of the Lord. One of my favourite prayers is the request that the liturgy puts on our lips, the priest's lips, before communion. Lord Jesus Christ, through your death, you gave life to the world. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. Let us ask that we never fall away from communion with his body, the church, with Christ himself that we do not fall away from the Eucharistic mystery in these days. Let's ask that he will never let our hearts grow hard and cold. So we turn to Mary, mother of the church, to ask her to keep us all in faithful service to her son and bring us all back safely again to the Eucharistic banquet, which is celebrated here tonight and will be celebrated every day until we can, once again, all gather as his family. Let us pray. O God, who have called us to participate in this most sacred supper, in which our only begotten Son, when about to hand himself over to death, entrusted to the Church a sacrifice new for all eternity, the banquet of his love. Grant, we pray, that we may draw from so great a mystery the fullness of charity and of life, Through Christ our Lord. Amen.